0: Welcome to the Marshall Street Podcast. Pay attention to the clock. Gillen. Syracuse win! Are you sure? Oh! two washed up SU alumni cut into all things Syracuse sports. And Syracuse, party time. The upset. 7 Now here are your hosts, Jake and Keith Alright, welcome into episode thirty-one of the Marshall Street Podcast, where two wash up SEO on my cut into all things Syracuse Sports. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Marshall forty four. And like, share, retweet, and tell your friends about to help the podcast grow. I'm Jake, that's Keith. Keith, how are we doing tonight?
1: Doing good. It's uh, December holiday season. Syracuse is not giving
0: us any gifts right now, football or basketball, <laughs> but here we are, plugging along. It's snowing in the room, night too. Um, yeah, no gifts indeed. Uh, our last episode was entitled The Weekend from Hell after some not-so-good things with Colgate and the NC State game. We are going to touch on the last game of the football season. The coaching staff, a little reshuffling, because I know people want to hear that. Then we'll hit up some basketball for, for the Battle for Atlantis, Indiana, the Florida State game, and Villanova last night at the Garden. But we're going to start with football. Uh, I think a few weeks ago, I said that I kind of felt the bowl game would come down to that last game against Pitt. And I was right, and we lost. So there will be no bowl game again in 2021-22, uh, Syracuse goes down third and 14 to the ACC champion, now Pittsburgh Panthers, and Kenny Pickett. After a good first drive, 14 plays, 75 yards, there was nothing the rest of the game. The offense did very little. Sean Tucker only had 15 carries, four in the second half. Um, Deuce had the first interception for the team since the Florida State game. That was eight weeks prior. Um, it, it, was, it was a whole lot of just you felt demoralized, and then the broadcast had its struggles. Like, it was just all around not a fun game to watch. Um, Let me paint the picture, Jake,
1: for the people. So, I was returning home for Thanksgiving. So, I flew into Syracuse. uh, Actually, flew into Buffalo, and then was was flying back out of New York through Syracuse while this game was going on. So, I'm at the airport. It's a late-night flight, and I guess Syracuse airport and the TSA closes at nine or so. And I had like a ten thirty PM flight. So even though I didn't have any bags or anything, I had to get there like two hours early for this flight. So I'm like, all right, I'll just grab a snack, watch, watch the game on my laptop and then catch this flight. So that's when things just started tumbling downhill. Just, just a complete free fall. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in the airport. It's like the only flight left and I get this thing that it's delayed for 10 minutes, so I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter, as long as I'm getting home, direct flight. So, let me just watch this game, and then go from there. So, I'm watching it, and, and subjecting myself to all this pain of just seeing this <laughs> game unfold, seeing the bullhugs slip away, getting all the, the tweets from just angry fans. And then, on that night, once the game had ended, they keep delaying the flight. So, my 10.30 flight... Delayed, delayed, delayed. It's finally 1 a.m. It's scheduled to take off. 1 a.m. So I've been there since 8.30. Whatever. Bad luck. I get it. So then at 1 a.m. They come on the PA and say, or 12.30 or whatever, our our plane is scheduled to to depart at 1 p.m., but we're waiting on the maintenance. So it's no guarantee that we'll take off at 1 p.m. Or 1 1 a.m. And then 1 a.m. comes around, and they cancel the flight and tell us that maintenance does not work at the Syracuse airport on weekdays weekends, and they were hoping to get someone to come in. So I had just watched this game (laughs) and waited around the Syracuse airport until 1am to be told that the maintenance that they kept us waiting for for four hours didn't exist. They were trying to get someone to come in at 1am on a weekend, on Thanksgiving weekend. Clearly wasn't going to happen. And then they were like, we're going to fly you out tomorrow, but we don't know when, so just check your email. So I Watched this abysmal game, and then I spent the night sleeping on the ground in the Syracuse airport.
0: That's story, dude. You probably watched the end of the game. Watched the pit plane take off to go back to Pittsburgh, and you're still just sleeping on the floor. They're
1: like, we're having some mechanical issues, and you just see like the pit plane pull up. Kenny
0: Pickett, Kenny Pickett's walking <laughs> past you with the little fingers up, like
1: Kenny. He does a fake slide at the to the uh, <laughs> flight attendant. <laughs> um, it was just it was miserable. Brutal.
0: That's brutal. Sitting on the floor in the airport. Ugh. And,
1: those of you who know the Syracuse Airport, wonderful people who work there, but let's just say, overnight at the Syracuse Airport, there is not a lot going on that you can <laughs> take part in. I don't know if mean, nothing is open. They got a couple of vending machines. That's it.
0: Jesus. Oh, that's brutal. Um, But yeah, back to the game. Garrett Schrader was 17-24 of for 217, so not a terrible stat line. He did have two touchdowns through the air. The big one, Sean Tucker, uh, only 29 yards total, a long of 10. He does finish the year as the Syracuse single-season rushing leader. Um, He's getting some All-Americans. I know he was first team ESPN All-American, he was first team All-ACC, so the accolades are rolling in. Um, well, but not pleased not, with the play calling. was not pleased with the play calling, and we will get into that. So I I don't know if I just want to talk more about the game. I want to talk about what happened afterwards a little more. Do you have anything else to add about this game from your time in the Syracuse Air Force?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. And I know Pittsburgh is a much bigger state than Syracuse, but when I hear all the, the stuff about recruiting up north, it's so hard to build a program. Okay. Even Rutgers with Shiano, there there are plenty of teams who, who are doing it. So, just shows sadly how how far back we are to a team that just won the ACC from the Northeast.
0: Yeah, I came into the ACC the same year we did too, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I don't have much to add in the actual game, but we got some stuff to talk about that happened in the aftermath. Uh, again, no bowl game for Syracuse, but. It was announced, I believe it was the next, right, the next day, John had the pre- I don't think John Wildack at the press conference on the Monday, that Dino Babers will be returning for 2022. Offensive coordinator Sterling Gilbert was fired, thank God, along with defensive line coach Vince Reynolds and tight ends coach Reno Ferry. Um that did say that the buyout and a lack of desire to pay it had no factor in the decision to keep Dino Babers, uh, you can think of that what you can think of that what you what you may. Um, and then he also said that if you bring in a new head coach, that coach brings in a new staff, it means Tony White isn't here. We had a run game that was the best in the ACC. We need to find a, we need to find coaches the caliber of Tony White and Mike Schmidt. Now that was from uh, Chris Carlson on Twitter. He was taking uh, notes of the press conference. Now that aforementioned Sean Tucker's fleet, we know him, we love him, he does the tweet after every game usually has, like, a picture or something. Didn't do it after the Pitt game. So here's the here's the tweet. I thought he deleted it for a second, but it's still there. We lost our last game to Pitt, 31-14. I am not pleased with the outcome of the game or the play calling. I wanted to do so much more, but I don't call the plays. Good luck to all the seniors moving on. Sean Tucker, the whole year when he does those tweets, fun. He seems like a good kid. seems like a quiet kid, but he seems like a good, fun-natured kid. Didn't negative. Step... No, never negative. It just... I didn't think that anything like that would happen after. And now, I would think that was a shot at Sterling Gilbert, who was then fired. But... Was it, could it have been a shot at Dino Babers?
1: It's just odd, considering that he said a coaching change. He mm-hmm. would probably stay at Syracuse, and a coaching change might cha- change his mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Not vouching for Dino. And then he puts that tweet out there. It's like, all right, which is why that
1: makes me tweet, feel- but right. Dino is the head coach... He's an offensive mind who brought his offense and brought Gilbert in to run his offense. So, to me, it kind of falls under him. It's just a very odd situation. I'm sure tensions were high after that game and just a disappointing end to the season. But Tucker, we'll, we'll get it in next year, either today or in future pods. But and if he's gone, I don't see it happening, but if he's gone... It's, it'll be tough to get buzz around this program going into the next year. He's kind of the one bright spot we have. I think even with
0: him here, it's going to be uh, hard to get some buzz because I think people are starting to get more and more frustrated, and I think frustrated is the nice way to put it. Like, other people are still excited. We still love Secrets football, and I'm not saying people are just going to say, screw it, I'm not watching. Uh, let's say some people might, but like I'm not going to not watch. But... I am starting to get a little bit more frustrated the way it's starting to go, and I know you have thoughts on everything. So yeah. I'm l- I'm gonna let you do your let you rant a little bit, and then I'm gonna throw in my some of my thoughts. I think we're basically on the same line, pretty similar line of thinking. But go ahead.
1: I just don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel, the the guiding rainbow here, because. Even in Dino's first few years, you could sense the culture shift. You had Dungey leading the way. You had some, some exciting young recruits, especially in the secondary. We, even though we weren't necessarily getting to bowl games until that 2018 year, you could see the program building up and up. Now it's, it's, it's like that plateau. And uh, this is from Brent Axe's article about the pros and cons of keeping Dino. And this was right before the Pittsburgh game. He said, quote, should Syracuse lose to Pittsburgh, Neighbors will have locked in his fifth losing season in six years. Of coaches that have been on the job for at least five years in the Power Five, so again, coaches that have been on the job five years in the Power Five, only David Cutcliffe of Duke had more losing seasons. He had nine in 15 years at the helm. Scott Frost also had four straight, but he hasn't hasn't coached five yet. And Cutcliffe is out at Duke, and he brought that program up from, from pretty much zero so basically there is no coach all the power five who has as many losing seasons as dino in fifth and six years with that said i think fans are rightly a little frustrated when wild Hack turns around and says it has nothing to do with money that keeping him has nothing to do with the buyout so Option one is that's just a lie. <laughs> like, it's just a straight-up lie. And you, it did have something to do with the buyout. Or you're kind of admitting your standards are lower than any program in Power 5. Either one of those is a good option. So that's, that's why I think, like, you can only hear, oh, like, the cake is baking or the car is in the garage or, or any of these metaphors for so long, belief without evidence, until... Oh, is this where we're at, where the standards are lower than any other Power 5 job? I, I just... I don't get it. I just don't.
0: Um, I don't disagree with you. Uh, you sent me a, um, an audio clip from Titus and Tate today. I know it's a basketball podcast, but it was... They were talking about Maryland fire, uh, firing, or he resigned. There's, it's kind of like a... It's a he said, she said there, but, like, how when... Like, professional media, people were calling out Maryland fans for being frustrated with, like, the lack of success. I think they've only been to one Sweet 16 in 10 years with Turgeon. And um, what was the quote Titus said? It was, when you start to accept, what was it? When you start to accept mediocrity, that's when you're dead, something like that?
1: That's when the program dies, yeah.
0: That's when the program dies. And I'm like, I don't want to say they're accepting mediocrity, but, like, it's one winning season in... Six years,
1: like. Would you say the ACC record was fifteen and thirty-nine?
0: I think mean, just we just did the math. I think it was fifteen and
1: thirty-nine. Yeah, yeah, it's. With, it's that's why I, I just don't. I respect it, everyone who's kind of plugged in and got their own thoughts here about the state
0: of. So wait, Keith, and that ACC record. So there's been only one year with more than two wins in the ACC. That was 2018 under Dino. Every other year has we've been two and six, except last year we were one and nine. That's it.
1: But to your point, I, I, whoever has their opinions on this, I respect it. I think anyone following juice football very closely is a friend of mine. <laughs> given that, yeah, you know, the, where the program's at, but I just don't accept like, oh, you you can't build this program in Syracuse, and we don't have X or Y or Z. Barone took over for Greg Robinson and got the program back to consistent bowl eligibility within a couple of years. Like There is no... You look at the ACC this year, and there is no reason we can't compete in the ACC.
0: Smallest school in the Power yeah. Five is in a conference championship game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. It's
0: just... I... No, really, I to, be fair, it. to be fair to that, Wake is in North Carolina. There's more talent blah, 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 but still.
1: Yeah, well... New York's college team, to, to quote Dr. Gross. There's, <laughs> there's still some talent in the Northeast, including, yeah, is. including New Jersey, where, where Greg Schiano is going to work right now in the recruiting class.
0: Number China. 20 recruiting class in the country for records next year.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, so my, this is no disrespect to the current commits, but when you look at the numbers and the ratings, we just check in and, and Syracuse has 10 commits a week ahead of the early signing day. We're at seventy third in the country, fourteenth in the ACC. How many teams are in the ACC? You might ask. Fourteen. Fourteen. So we are, we are dead last in ACC recruiting. There's plenty of time still, but um, you know, behind some teams like Jackson State, Dean Sanders'
0: team. <laughs> um, Wait, Jackson State? They're an FCS school.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are still. Uh, are they on there? So they're recruiting. Oh, sorry. That was twenty-one. That was the twenty-one. Range. So last year they were ahead of us, uh, but we are we are between TCU and Central Michigan. TCU who just lost their coach.
0: We are ahead of we are ahead of Florida though.
1: A couple are. teams uh, are ahead of Florida. Yeah, maybe there's got some work to do, but uh, a couple teams uh, ahead of us that we can strive to catch up to are Miami Ohio at sixty-eight, Toledo at sixty-nine, and Utah State at seventy. So. We're behind no schools right now in the, the 2 4 seven rankings. I know rankings That's aren't the- everything. It's, well, I, I do look more at the offers, but without doing a deep dive, I mean, it's it's easy to see why fans are frustrated because mm-hmm. there's no part of the program that they can point to and, and feel very confident besides Sean
0: Tucker. Other Parker. than Sean Tucker, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you really said. Uh I want to go back to the quote about bringing a new head coach. That in the new staff that means Tony White isn't here. Uh, okay, so he, the quote. I'm gonna let me read the whole thing. And if you bring a new head coach, that coach brings in a new staff. That means Tony White isn't here. We had a run game that was the best in the ACC. We need find coaches the caliber of Tony White and Mike Schmidt. Makes me think a little bit like okay, but that makes it sound like you're hanging on to the you're hanging on to the head coach just to keep the defensive coordinator and the old line coach. And I'm like, is that really the, like, way of thinking? I mean, I just... Yeah.
1: It's, it's I'm just the like stuff both of like those that. Guys. Yeah. And also, when you think about it, Dino's now been afforded the opportunity to hire two... Well, he's hired more of it based on firings. He he fired Brian Ward, hires Tony White. So he's done his second defensive coordinator. And then he's also... Um, demoted Mike Lynch, so he he had one shot at the OC after Sean Lewis left. Then comes Sterling Gilbert, then he fires Sterling Gilbert. So this is his third OC since Sean Lewis left. You know, you it's, I know these. A lot of it comes from the coaching tree and whatnot, but if you have a crack at so many coaches, of course there's going to be some that you hit on that are that are good hires. So, I don't know. Is, is the theory really like ride with Dino until he kind of walks into finding a good coaching tree and then everything will be solved? You know, I just... It, it, and someone brought this up on Twitter as well. If you... Let's say Dino does get fired after next season. And, of course, if you're the AD and you're bringing him back, you're operating under the assumption he's going to turn around because why else would you keep him? But... You hire uh, an offensive coordinator this year. You hire a a D line coach, uh, tight ends coach. Uh, we just got a special teams coordinator finally.
0: Thank God. None of them are
1: coming in on a one year deal. Like That is not how college football coaches, coaches work. So if you end up moving on from the staff after this season, you're going to have to pay all their, buy- all their buyouts. And I'm sure it's not as sizable as what Dino's is, but it's not like you're just, you know, the contract is up and, you know, we're starting from scratch again with no debt. Like, there's going to be buyouts no matter when you do it. So it's it's just, man, I I don't know what it's going to take to get some some juice within the program, whether it's a... Heavy mining of the transfer market. Gonna
0: have to hit the portal, gonna have to hit the portal hard this offseason, especially with only ten commits right now. And if I like I'm Dino, I'm
1: just throwing stuff at the ball.
0: Like yeah, I understand it.
1: My job is give
0: Spencer Rattler a call. Why not? Get hurt. Yeah. Um I do think they're gonna have to try and go get a quarterback in the transfer portal. If if Williamson's not gonna go be a legitimate, like um a uh, legitimate competitor with Garrett Schrader, I think you gotta, I think you have to get something in there. Like, I like Garrett a lot as a person. He seems like a great personality. I love the Mountain Man look, but he struggled throwing the football, and then defenses started to key in on what he does when he runs, and they stopped it. Uh, I, it's, I, we, you have to, you have to hit the portal hard this offseason, and like you're losing super seniors, and then like. This is, again, going on defense, but Michael Jones and Garrett Williams, we could both go pro. McKinley um, Williams is a super senior. Devon Cooper is a retro senior. Uh, Service is a redshirt senior. Josh Black is a redshirt senior. Like uh, Elmore already said he's coming back. Kingsley Jonathan, I don't, I'm not sure. He's a senior. Cody Roscoe is a senior who I think has an extra year. So you could lose a ton of talent. Now we have a, some returning. Mainly, like, looking in the wide receiver room, Deuce is obviously back, who is also himself getting some uh, accolades off the field, which I think is great. Um, but, I mean, you got to hit, because you're losing a decent amount of talent, and a lot of it's defensively, where we're not really talking about, because so I think I was pretty okay with the defense most of the season, but I don't know. I It's just, I hate being this negative, and I think I've said that before, but... I think
1: scholarship uh, be lineman right now.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating, and it's like, I'm not even getting all mad and worked up like I thought I would be, it's just like...
1: It's the just defense like re- was, was bull-worthy this year, like, the defense mm-hmm. could have got us to six, it was, it was the offense that couldn't put it together, which... And we're losing a lot of that. Broken record.
0: Right. Um, anyway, but, yeah, so, just frustrated, I think, is the whole just mantra, this little depressing rant, uh, and look, if you're of the camp where you want the continuity and you understand what Dinos gets back, that's cool, I respect your opinion, I think Keith does too, it's just we respectfully disagree, this is just our point of view, um, we'd love to hear from you otherwise, just be nice about it, we don't want to deal with (laughs) the trolls on Twitter, um, but, yeah, frustrated, disappointed, uh, I think big. we're
1: we're more so just venting, like we're yeah. we're still gonna watch, we're still gonna support oh, God, yeah. the team, and and we're gonna, gonna ride with Dino until.
0: And um, I'm not rooting. for. I'm not rooting or, for Dino to fail too. Like if Dino pulls way. out a six-win season or seven-win season next year, that's I'm that'd be over the moon with that. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I he, like, next year has to be make or break. Like it's six or it's five. Like it has to be that. Yeah. And if if we're sitting here. Next December, talking about another five and seven season, and while that has the press conference saying Dino players would be returning, I, I think you're gonna. I think the fan base will be very upset, and I think very rightfully. So,
1: yep. And one thing that I tended to see out there, not to go into too much into the hypotheticals, but a lot of people were saying, well, if you get rid of Dino, then so many schools out there with open vacancies that you're not going to get your first pick. I don't think Syracuse was ever getting Billy Napier or <laughs> any of these, these top leg like, coaches, Brian Kelly, obviously, but you know, there's, you can still go after your guy. Like Joe Moorhead, who a lot of people liked Northeast guy and Oregon's offensive coordinator. He ended up going to, uh, where he ended up. Was it? Akron? Akron, yeah, I knew it was a Max school. He Ends up at Akron, you know. That's if you think he's the guy and a great offensive mind, like we can get him over Akron. So there's, I don't, I don't think that kind of holds water too much either. To an extent, I get it, but
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, and you brought up the special teams coach. We'll have a special teams coach next year, uh, Bob. I, I don't think I of his last name, Ligashek. Ligashek? Lig- 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 I don't even know. By
1: Lichesski,
0: Lichesski as a was teams coordinator, been on the block, been in the NFL, won the Super Bowl with the Steelers in two thousand nine, uh, Denver, Tampa, Houston, Illinois University of Illinois, um, and then Bowling Green last year. He's had special teams units ranking as high as sixteenth when he was at Illinois. Bowling Green was forty third last year when Syracuse is one twenty two, so it should help. I think very much so. So, that I am happy we added. And what seems like a good special teams coach. So,
1: a yeah. yeah, good track record. And I'm, I can't say I'm incredibly familiar with him. But no. for all those out there who just see the Bowling Green, it's it's not just. Who yeah, is with, he was with. They never coached together. It no. was, uh, he just happened to, to come. Yeah, it was basketball.
0: just a coincidence. But the numbers seem to back it up. So, I'm happy with that hire. Uh, just got waiting on the offensive coordinator hire. And we'll keep you guys updated with that. As the summer goes on. So, as the summer goes on. Holy shit, it's December. As the winter goes on. Um, (laughs) Uh, Keith, do you have anything else for football?
1: That's all I got. That's all I got. We'll we'll, rate John once the updates come in.
0: For sure. All right, now, basketball. So, we missed a few games. Uh, We missed the entire battle for (laughs) this run. Since our last podcast, then we also have the Indiana game, the Florida State game, and last night at the Garden. So let me run you through the scores really quick. Battle for Atlantis, kind of disappointing. 67-55 loss to VCU in just an ugly, gross game. Did beat Arizona State 92-84. I think Arizona State is a pretty bad team. Um, And then kind of got run off the floor by Auburn, who looks really good. They just dismantled the zone much more athletic than us. They're bigger. Going over the top of the zone. I think they had like four or five value. It was just that was a mess. Coming back to the ACC Big Ten Challenge with Indiana and Trace Jackson Davis, a 112 110 game in double overtime, a victory for Syracuse. I was watching that game at a bar um, on my phone with my girlfriend. She was mortified uh, with my reactions. I can tell that story if you want me to in a minute. Um, then beat Florida State, who was my pick to win the ACC in the preseason, which is looking very bad right now. 63-60 in, at Florida State, which is a tough place to play, and then last night, hung around with Villanova over for basically 34-ish minutes, but then the Cats pulled away, 67-53, and yeah, I felt that the team overall played okay, it's just the Villanova oh, just better than us, and they were actually really impressive to watch overall, and we can talk about that too. Um, so Keith, what do you want to hit on first? Um,
1: yeah, we can just kind of recap it overall. I think one thing that has stuck out to me is the, the losses to this point outside of Colgate, which we can burn the archives of that one. So, the VCU game, the <laughs> Auburn game, and the Nova game is all teams with like established identities right now. VCU is that they're going to press you the whole game, Auburn's kind of that run and gun, really athletic team. Uh, with a lot of talent, and then Nova's the veteran, well coached, ball movement, all that stuff. I think Syracuse is is really trying to figure that out, and that's we've seen flashes of it in the uh, Indiana game. Even in Nova, I thought they they hung tough and just mm-hmm. were outmatched by a a more experienced, cohesive, complete team. So I think whether they figure out this this defense, the whether they stick with the current iteration of the zone that they're running. Who's everyone's role? How do we get clicking at the right time? How do we mask whatever athletic deficiencies we might have? Does that mean Coach bringing in Benny a little bit more or or shifting the lineups around? So I do still believe in the potential of this team. I I think they're fun to root for, got a lot of fight. Uh, But I just think we're we're still figuring it out with so many new and moving pieces what exactly the final identity is going to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think the defense has looked better I'm not saying it's been like spectacular again, like the 2017-18 ish teams. It's still 148th in the country according to Ken Palm in his defense. his adjusted defensive efficiency. I do think. I think I tweeted it last night that mixing in the one-three-one zone makes the guys look a little bit more comfortable. I thought, like I think I, the the word I like to use on Twitter is it looks discombobulated when guys are zipping all over the floor and there's wide open. Now they did have open looks last night, but. I do think it was less than the earlier games, like the freaking Colgate game, where they had some open looks. I think the second half even was better, limiting the open looks. They just just started to hit shots. Um, if, you, if you disagree with me on that, let me know. But then again, I think the I I do think I do believe in the potential of this team still. I think that the offense is good enough that they're going to win games just by outshooting teams for how bad the defense is, according to Ken Palm. Offensively, we're 22nd in the country. That slipped a little bit after the Lenovo game last night, I think we were, like, 14-15, down to 22, which is at 119, 111.9 adjusted offense efficiency, so that's, um, I believe the stat is uh, points squared per 100 possessions, so, uh, Ken do you can take that with a grain of salt, but I like to use it. Um, I do think that they're going to keep in games. I also think going into ACC play they're going to win games, because, again, I just don't think the ACC is, like, I don't think the ACC is great. I think it's Duke and then everybody else. So I don't think there's a lot of teams that aren't beatable. I think you're going to be able to beat teams like North Carolina, even though they're probably a little bit bigger. I think Virginia Tech will be good games. I think Virginia is very winnable, even though I don't think they're probably a tournament team right now. Um, there there are opportunities for them to add wins, but my my biggest concern is now we're basically done with non-conference. Sorry, Georgetown. You don't really. That's not a quality win. They're they have their own problems. Um, and then there's Lehigh and Cornell. So going into the Georgia Tech game on the 29th, we should be eight and four. Let's say, let's. God, I hope we're eight and four. Um, then we have Georgia Tech, okay, Virginia, who's the the Miami, Wake, and Pitt. Now before we put Florida State again. Those are all, I would say, very winnable games. I think the Georgia Tech one and the Virginia one and Florida State again more than the other. Even Wake looks a little bit better. But we kind of missed a window with, for good non-conference wins. We lost to VCU, didn't get a shot at Baylor. Uh, then we lost to Auburn, ranked in the top 20. We did beat Indiana, which is probably going to be our best win. Even though, I was going to I said it to you today, they were up at like 20 against Wisconsin. But Wisconsin came back and won, so that's cool. Uh, and we got Florida State. So Florida State and Indiana are two best wins. There's not a ton of, there's not a lot of opportunity to gain quality wins left on the schedule. So that concerns me. Um, We do play Florida State again, and we do play Duke twice. So, and then Louisville. So there are games to win, but with how the ACC kind of is this year, I'm a little concerned that it's, we're going to, we have a very limited opportunity, number of opportunities to get quality wins. Like, to help our tournament resume as time goes on, if that makes sense. I'm sorry, that was long-winded.
1: So, and, and you look at that win against Florida State on the road, and it, it just feels like such a monumental win, and then you look and you're like, oh, this is what, Quad 2 game? <laughs> so, it's... Yeah. It, it's kind of a, the double-edged sword of like, you have winnable games, but they're... How quality are they? So... I... The last couple of years, I'm just like, all right, let me let me just s- strap in for the ride, and then selection Sunday. Hopefully, we're. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know, it feels like one of those years again. I don't know. It's gonna people. be it's gonna be one of the, it's gonna be one of those years again where we're kind of sweating it out down the stretch, and. um,
1: I think I was a little maybe too high on the team because I I think I. have been we was like six or seven seed. Like I had some high. I, high I high said high
0: eight, high. I said eight or nine, but.
1: Yeah, I was I was pretty enthused, but I. Oh, hedge, hedge that a little bit. I don't know if we'll get there, but I still think no, we'll it's a good shot to, to play
0: March. Yeah, I still think this team isn't going to be like under 500 or anything like that, but I do think they'll get enough opportunities to like contend for March, and it's just going to be another, one of those years where we're spending it out come Selection Sunday, unless we somehow run the table in the ACC tournament.
1: <laughs> so, Jake, enough about Selection Sunday. I think the people want to hear about your uh, your relationship issues while watching <laughs> Indiana okay what's so, the
0: deal so um, I'm getting my masters my girlfriend is going goes to the same school I'm getting my master's at so there's a bar on campus and typically after class we go and we we'll have a couple drinks I'll go home so I'm in class during the first half of the game and I have like the, the score tracker thing the sidearm staff broadcast thing. Up the entire I'm not paying attention to class. I'm, like, following the broadcast. I'm like, awesome. We're up by, like, 15, 16. This is great. So halftime rolls around. I think he lets us out at the beginning of the second half. So I walk into the, walk into the bar, and Indiana's got it to, like, 3 or 4. I'm like, Jesus Christ, here we go again. Um, so the game rolls game on. And there are TVs at the bar, but there's like, they're doing trivia for most of them for when we first got there, so I put the game on my phone. And I'm like, my girlfriend's there, a couple of friends are there. I'm not listening. I'm watching the game, and she knows that. She's getting get mad at that. She knows I do that. She doesn't care. Um, so as it starts coming out of the stretch, down the stretch, I get a little more um, animated, we're going to say. So, of course, it comes down to Indiana goes to the line... And then there's that phantom foul call on Benny Williams, and I, again, this is not up at the bar; it's on my phone. You I'm didn't like
1: box out on your girlfriend, did
0: you? No, I like. I'm sitting on the stool. I jump I'm up. I jump up. I'm like, "That's not a foul!" And like, I'm like, "Oh, I'm watching on my phone," and she's like looking at me, like, "Oh my god!" So, so I yell, "There's nobody there." Game goes to overtime. I keep doing that kind of thing, uh, and then I, when Joe got fouled at the end. I thought they didn't call a foul. So, like, I, like, basically just fell out of my stool. I'm, like, squatting on the ground, like, we're going go to go triple overtime. And she's like, Jake, please get up. Um, but then, locally there's a foul called Joe hit both. And we won the game. But, I mean, I was a little bit animated in the bar after class, and she was laughing at me. So, that was a good time.
1: <laughs> Are we sure that... You weren't like on your knees, and she thought you were like popping the question, and she just realized <laughs> that you were mad about Joe Girard instead. And she's like, "All right, let's it's let's go." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she knew why I was mad. She's known me long enough to know that I'm crazy. So that
1: would that would almost be worse though if you proposed during double overtime with the Syracuse Indiana game. but um,
0: you a little you, you know knew me, I would, be- you. You know me. I would plan doing that around the Syracuse basketball game. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this at 3:30 because Syracuse plays George on at four. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, why are Jake's eyes going weird in the picture? It's like the TV to the side has Syracuse first
0: Rutgers on. <laughs> See, you're, people think you're kidding, but you're not. <laughs> we um, before we were even dating, once we went to, we were watching, uh, went out with some people to a bar watching the Patriots and the Steelers, and. After that, we left like in the middle of the third quarter to get ice cream. So again, I'm watching the game on my phone in this little Ricky Dick ice cream shop. It's me, her, a couple employees, and one other guy. And it was that game where I forget who the tight end was. It James crossed the goal line, but they ruled an incomplete pass. And then Ben had the fake spike and threw the pick. So that game, I'm like, I'm again, I'm watching on my phone in this little ice cream shop where there are no TVs and it's like quiet except for the one guy ordering food, ice cream for his family. And Brock sort of throws the pick. I think it was McCordy. I'm like, I literally jump in the gym. I'm like, yes! And I'm like, and like, immediately, I'm like, oh my god, I'm out of the bar. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the two teenagers behind the bar were laughing, behind the ice cream thing were laughing at me. I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry, but we won, so I don't care. <laughs> and
1: some things never change.
0: No, oh, that'll never change. Sir, who's
1: being frustrated and Jake being loud. <laughs> Oh yeah. Death oh yeah, taxes. What's the what is the Rossi quote? Death, Debt, death taxes, shaking tax loud, shaking loud.
0: Throw that on a shirt. I should get her that shirt. She would love that. Her, her, her roommates know immediately when I get to her house, just because I'm so naturally loud. <laughs> <laughs> They're like three rooms over, five floors above. Yep. Like, hey, Jake. Yeah, legit. That's it. Like, I'm just, and apparently, I get louder when I talk on the phone. So, like, uh, it's just the, it's the Italian in me. I'm sorry, everybody, but yeah, that was my story about the Indiana game. Um, thank God, I had to drive that night; otherwise, it would have gotten worse. <laughs> oh man! I get back some
1: uh, juice juice.
0: I didn't know what I was drinking that way, but that night it was whatever was cheapest because I th- I still can't taste anything, so <laughs>
1: that's
0: been my um that's been my uh game plan going to bars the last couple weeks, which actually has worked pretty well for my wallet. <laughs> um, anyway, so basketball. So we do have Georgetown coming up on Saturday. I think if we don't hammer Georgetown, I kind of think that's a red flag because Georgetown's ba- like I'm not even just being mean to Georgetown. Georgetown's bad. Like they they have a they lost to Dartmouth, I think on Ken Palm or like in the net rankings there in like the 300s or something like that with Samara. I, I might be I might be exaggerating a little bit, but um, if you 248, so not as low as I thought, but still really low. Um, did you actually see where we were in the in the first net rankings? I did not. One sixteen sandwich in between ETSU and Princeton. So that's why I'm worried about the tournament already, because of where we are in the net ranking. I'm like, we don't have a ton of opportunities for good wins now. Um we're, I really miss gonna... if
1: uh, talking about the Georgetown game, if if Patrick Ewing's name was Mark Godfrey, what would uh what would Georgetown do? I mean I feel like he'd be gone by now.
0: Yeah. The do they, do they still and... do they still win the Big East tournament last year? Um. That that is true.
1: I'll give it. I'll give that to Ewing. But like, they,
0: let's I say do. Yes. I do think. I think winning, so if they win the Big East tournament last year, still, I think yeah, he's back. But I think I don't know if he makes it through the whole season. I think Ewing will make it through the whole year just because his name is Patrick Ewing. But then I think they're gonna have to fire him. They're just they're just not very good, and. I'm not saying it because I don't like Georgetown. It's just, it's just kind of a fact that they're not. Who did,
1: yeah. How does Georgetown go up, though? Like, it was, it was like, oh, I want to be the Georgetown coach
0: now. I don't know. I bet you they could get somebody. But, but yeah, I think... I think. Turgeon. We, Turgeon's on the block now. Hey, you never know. They could go back to tur- Georgetown and go to Turgatory. Um, but, yeah, Georgetown, Lehigh, and Cornell to wrap up non-conference play before we just get dive on into the... I don't want to see clusterfuck that is the ACC, but that's that seems about right. <laughs> uh, before, we just, before we dive into ACC play, I'm hoping to make it up for a game this year, but I don't even know when that's going to happen with work and everything. So, Keith, do you have anything else basketball wise? We kind of went all over the place and a little bit off the rails there. <laughs> that's all I got. All right, so some miscellaneous stuff. Sean Tucker was not a finalist for the Duke Walker Award. Uh, the finalists for the award were uh, Tyler Batty from Missouri, Brees Hall from Iowa State, and, shockingly, Kenneth Walker. The third from Michigan State, who I think is going to win it anyway. Uh, I was surprised. I thought he'd at least be a finalist. I honestly didn't think he was going to win. I thought it was Walker's award. But I'm surprised Hall got in over Tucker. And I'm a little surprised little surprised for Batty, too. But more so Brees Hall. I'm not saying Brees Hall stinks. I actually like Brees Hall. But Tucker's numbers at the time the finalists were announced were better. Um, Sean Tucker, Mikhail Jones, Cody Roscoe named first team all ACC. Deuce was third team all ACC. Matt Bergeron, Aaron Service, Josh Black, and Garrett Williams were all honorable mention. And then uh, more transfer portal stuff, Luke Benson and Adrian Cole, as well as Cooper Lutz, all in the portal. So that brings, I believe, the total up to 14 since, the, since basically the start of the season. Um, only one with a Commitment is Jarvion Howard, who's going to Alcorn State. Taj Harris, I mean, initially did commit to Kentucky, but he has since decommitted. So we will wait to see where he goes. Um, but Keith, you got anything We're on that? Going to uh, to visit Illinois is an interesting one. It is.
1: I'm, I'm, we talked about it at the time. I'm curious where he ends up because I I do think he still has power five talent. Mm-hmm. I am curious though because. You're transferring for your final season you're presumably going somewhere
0: where you're definitely the starter so i'm just i'm curious to see when he does it too i'm curious to see when he does it because like if he wants to do it for next semester he's gonna have to do it soon but yeah we'll see we'll keep you updated on that um that's really it for um for miscellaneous Qs news uh the women's team went 0 3 at the Last thing we talked about that. Then they beat Colgate. Did upset Ohio State 97 91 in the Dome. The Buckeyes ranked 18th in the country. And then demolished Central Connecticut State 116 uh, 265. Triple double for Tisha Hyman. Just missed the quadruple double. She was two rebounds away. Um, the women's team. Has Clemson on Saturday, UMBC, Siena, and then they go into ACC play. Uh, Keith, any other Syracuse news that I missed, bunches? I don't think so. All right, cool. Uh, farewell tour. Is there anything sport, world of sports, or the world that you want to talk about? Um, this I'll kind of
1: combine it. We this with our. Our previous segment of our message board calendar of the week—it's kind of like my own message board topic. You've seen like Lincoln Riley pulled to USC from Oklahoma, where many viewed Oklahoma as a better job. Mm. Brian Kelly to LSU, which a lot of people were surprised by. Chris Stahl going from Oregon to Miami. So, guys going to either. Lateral moves, some might say step down or or some may see it as like a, a longer term step up. What would be the Syracuse version of that for football? A I mean, lateral really move the guy that's like huh? Oh, you mean like making a lateral
0: move to come to Syracuse?
1: A lateral move or like a step down to come to Syracuse. Like this is the long shot that you throw the book at and, and they come to Keys.
0: That is a fascinating question. That's I'd a tough to one to, to do on out. the spot, but Yeah. Um I'm trying to think like power five not like Alabama level, but like maybe a tier or two under that. Um, hmm. that is an excellent question, Keith. You got me off guard. I can't think of anything right now. Do you have one in mind?
1: I don't. I don't. But it's 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 a thing. This isn't the best podcasting right now, but it makes <laughs> me think. Like if, if you can think of any tweet it at us. Yeah. Because I'm uh I'm kinda of blanking I like I'm thinking of the guys with like big Syracuse ties. Like I know someone mentioned like Mike Hart for the new OC, and that's not a head coach, but a guy who grew up in Syracuse, played in Michigan. Yeah. Um But yeah, it, it would be Coach O, wouldn't it? Ha, Will it be Coach uh, Maybe. It might I be Coach He job. said in 2015 that he was interested in the job.
0: He needs a job now, but I think he might maybe take he a year or two. He do
1: whatever he wants. No pressure. I think Ooh. Coach o would be... He would fit in that category.
0: He might, he might, but... I'm not
1: saying it would happen, but if, if we're comparing... <laughs> I think Coach is the guy that fits that for Q's.
0: That would be fun. Um, maybe next year. <laughs> um, me, I would probably just... All I really have is... Casual football playoff came out. Um, happy for Cincinnati. Finally breaking through. Uh, it's good to see a G5 finally get into that top four. Uh, would have preferred Georgia to beat Alabama, so Oklahoma State or even Notre Dame got in. But probably gonna get an All SEC final again. I don't really see Michigan beating Georgia, and although I would love to see Cincinnati get Alabama run for its money, the semifinals are never close. So I think we're gonna get another All fi- SEC final, which will be uh, it's gonna be a little bit disappointing, but I'm still gonna watch. So. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Good to see a couple teams get in the you of- know. Just to see
0: Michigan, and see Cincinnati. Yeah, it's at least two new teams that I kinda of, that I like. Like you know, Michigan's never been there and Cincinnati's never if, if if one of them though could pull off the upset though. Either Michigan or Cincinnati, I would love to see one of them win just so like, the championship game's a little bit more compelling. But I just I just love to see see it happening, unfortunately. But um other than that Not much. Patriots are the number one seed in the AFC, so that's fun for me. (laughs) Um, Maybe not much for our listening base, so I won't go much into that right now. Uh, You got anything? Ten (laughs) unsubscribes.
1: Thanks, Jake. Ten people just dumped our
0: podcast. Oh man, you got anything else? No, that's all I got. All right, so we'll wrap it up. We'll be back maybe next week, probably the week after, just to get some more Hoops games in and probably some more football news. So leave us a five review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MarshallSTPOD44. Remember to subscribe, like, retweet, and share with your friends. And that's Keith I'm Jake going.